When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Welcome to Sustainable Success. If you're new to us and just finding us here on Voice America Influencers Channel, uh, you can also uh, find out more about us on our new Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. Uh, Again, that's Sustainable Success 2017. You can listen to many of our great guests that we've had on in the past with our on-demand episodes. And again, you could get a world of wisdom from these great experts that we've had on that could apply to your business as well as your personal life. Again, check us out on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. We hope everyone's having a great week. It's a beautiful day here in the New York area. We got a great guest today, but we want to always give a shout out to our sponsors. And again, uh, one of our sponsors is Entrepreneurial's Living the Dream. Again, this is an event held by Patricia Rogers taking place in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area from May 17th through the 18th. Again, if you are an entrepreneur, small business owner, speaker, author, or all of the above, you definitely want to check this event out. They're expecting at least 100 to 150 people there, great speakers that will be present. I happen to be one of the keynotes there. And again, it's a great place to network and uh, generate new business. Again, Entrepreneurial's Living the Dream. Check them out on Eventbrite or on Facebook. Also, uh, uh, our sponsor, Empowered Fathers in Action, or EFA Movement. This is a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process to help produce not only boys but girls with higher self-esteem, self-confidence, so that when they become adults, they can create more interdependent relationships with their families. That leads to better interdependent communities as well as interdependent business. Check them out at EFA Movement. Today, we're going to be talking about the mosaic process, reconnect to self, source, and purpose. And before I introduce our guest, uh, Daniel Levin, I'm going to give just a brief bio about Daniel. Daniel walked away from an opportunity to run a billion-dollar business to hitchhike around the world to find happiness and inner peace. His life has been a combination of massive victories and incredible defeats. He left the seminary one day before becoming a rabbi. And he has lived as a monk in a monastery for 10 years. He is a rare blend of a businessman and a mystic who has meditated every day for over 45 years. I love it. Say, I've been doing that for 20. He has run a restaurant, a publishing house, a meditation retreat, has owned a clothing company, a branding company, and a coaching business. As director of business development at Hay House, he led its growth from $3 million to $100 million a year in revenue over a time span of 10 years. He found his purpose in writing, The Mosaic, a beautiful story that touches the heart and soothes the soul. We're going to find out more about The Mosaic, the book, and the man behind it. And with a warm welcome, we'd like to introduce Daniel Levin to the show. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Chris. That guy you you spoke about is someone I'd like to meet. He sounds interesting. (laughs) Well, I, I, I personally love the book. I mean, I think I was like one of the few people that got the book ahead of time uh at the time yeah. i know you were working with tom martin and and tom's a good friend of mine we're actually pretty much neighbors here in uh, the state of connecticut so uh you know this whole this whole this book is just really 
really goes deep. And this is what I love. It really, really connects to uh, uh, the real, the true purpose. I wanted to maybe just start off a little bit about when what you know the the mosaic process in general. What was the whole the whole philosophy around it, and what you know what got you to kind of you know put this uh, on paper to get out to the world. So those are two different questions. What, what, yeah, it's but yeah. The first one you can answer what the process is, and then we'll go into the second one. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, so so do you want to know how the book came to be, or do you want to know what I've now labeled the mosaic process? Yeah, let's let's go let's go behind what you know what went in you know the the process of putting the, getting the book out there, and then we'll discuss the pro, the mosaic process. Fabulous, fabulous. Um, so I'm a 63 year old man. Uh, I feel I feel about 18 in my head, but as I watch my body get getting older, I started to think it would be good to sit and leave just for myself, even to review my life and sort of go through the legacy of what my life was. And I actually was, I actually wrote a different book. I wrote a book called V2, which was around the second version of your life. Like what happens when you have finished what you've come here to do? How do you live the remaining parts of your life? Do you just play golf? Do you just retire? Do you just sit around waiting to die? And I found a lot of times people that were really productive at the second version of their life became uh, depressed. And didn't, have, and didn't have anything to do. And I sent the book to a friend of mine who became my muse. And she said, Danny, I understand you were at Hay House, and I understand you helped to grow so substantially, but why are you writing a self-help book? You're a storyteller. Why don't you write a story? And I said, wow, that's an interesting idea. And I fought her. I said, this is my legacy. I fought her for about a minute and a half until I realized the power in the story. The power in the story, if it's told well, is that it no longer is just my story. It becomes our story. Yeah. And everybody in the story sees something in themselves that they can relate to. And how you read the story and how I intended you to read the story really doesn't matter. Because what you see through a story is who you are. And the goal of the goal, then I sat to write what I thought would take two or three months to write. But in the process of writing the book, something outrageous happened to me. The book actually became alive. And here's something I really want to share with people that are listening, because it doesn't matter what they're doing, if they're writing a book, if they're involved in a business, if they're, in, if they're trying to find, if they're trying to make money, if they're trying to find their significant, significant other. Life itself is alive. The things we're doing are, are alive. Our businesses are alive. The books we write are alive. The situations we're in are, are alive. And so when we develop our connection to them and build a relationship to the things that we think are inanimate, they start to speak to us. And what happened is the mosaic started to speak to, it, to me. And it started to tell me that what I was writing was not what it wanted me to say. And so I would write stuff that sounded great, and in the morning I would wake up and it was terrible, or it was gone, or chapters would be, were, were erased that I don't know how they disappeared. And it kept saying to me, listen to what we're trying to tell you. Listen to what we want you to say. But I fought it so often because I wanted to say what I wanted to say, just like the problems that exist in the world today. We don't listen. We want to say what we want to say. And in the process of writing this book, Something exquisite happened. The characters themselves spoke to me. Mm. And in speaking to me, 
I started to hear something that I never heard before. I started to see that the space between the words was equally as important as the words themselves. And now when I go back and read it, we're, we're recording it on, te- on audio. And I go back and I read it and I go, oh my God, that's what it was saying to me then. I never realized that before. Yeah, so that is, that's so process. powerful. So talk about when that. I mean, this is, this is like really powerful. I mean, this is like, again, you know, everybody goes into like, you know, writing a book or, you know, something about what they do, where it comes from, you know, their, from their heart, their point of view, whatever the case may be. It doesn't mean that they put out information to say, hey, I'm right and you should follow this. It's, you know, just putting information out there to allow people to draw their own conclusion. That's really what a master influencer does. But this is something like you had this intention of doing something that came, was coming from you, but yet it was coming from somewhere else. Talk about that a little bit more. Talk about how this came alive, which you were talking about, but a little bit more so, you know, to connect the dots. I, I find it extraordinary. Thank you. Uh, so one of the things that the Mosaic taught me is that there are four different connections. When we talk about connection, well, let, let's do it. When, when we talk about connection, what is connection? If I said to you, what connection mean to you? What would you say? A connection? Yeah. I mean, a connection is like when I feel like when two people have really related to one another, or it could be any sort, two sources or more that, that have related to one another and have understood each other on some level. Beautiful. And that's what 95% of the people say. And that's what I believed before I sat to write the mosaic. As I was writing the mosaic, part of what it said to me is there are three connections before that connection becomes possible. The first connection is we have to connect to ourselves. And in the world that I live in, when I look around, most people don't have any idea who they are or what they're doing here. They don't have a sense of this is what I am. They follow things that other people say will give them success. If you follow my model, you'll be successful. Well, Mm. that model is not them. That model is somebody else's model, and it might bring them financial success, but it may not bring them fulfillment. So the first connection we have to do is the connection to ourselves. And what happens in my connection, at least, and I'm going to only speak for me because I'm the only one that I know, in my connection to myself, I find that I am constantly so hard on myself. I, I hold up my expectations of who I think I should be so high that I make it in almost impossible for me to, to achieve them. And so it builds into a self-loathing process where I never am what I think I should be, and I, and I punish myself for that. And then I start to develop a, a, a thought process that says, you're not good enough, you can't do that, you'll, ne- you'll never achieve that. Instead of, if I were just trying to connect to myself and say, what is it that this person here has been brought here to do? What, who am I? The second connection I can make is to something bigger than me, just to a source. And when I realize there's something bigger in the world, then I realize that everything in the world communicates. And when I bring down the walls that I've used to protect myself from my own assault, from my own attack, I allow in all the things that the world just has to give me. And I become vulnerable. 
and I allow things to enter me and I give myself out to people and the walls that exist between us start to melt, the silos that we live in start to disappear and we can actually see and hold and touch each other and understand each other and walk together as opposed to my wall meets your wall. So in the process of writing this book, part of what happened is I let, I let down my silo. I let down that thought process that says it has to be the way I see it. And I said, what would happen if I just let that down? And then what happened is, that, is something else came inside of me that said, this is what we want this book to do. This book is not just for this time. It's for all time. Write the book that will affect people's lives and cause, and, and cause them to see a world that is different than the one they're seeing. And you can't do that because you don't know how to do that. We're helping you do it so that you'll understand how to do it. When I was at Hay House, what I found is 99% of the people that wrote books that were New York Times bestsellers did not write the book they knew. They wrote the book they most needed to read. And the mosaic is the book that I most need to read. And so when we enter life with the thought of not what can I give to it, all our life we've grown up being told it's better to give than to receive. We have to give to life. You have to be there. You have to always be giving. But what I found in the process of working with people and working with myself is givers suck at receiving. We're not very good at receiving. And so if we can't receive, then if you think of energy flow, of I give to you and you receive and you give back to me and I receive, if when you give back to me I don't receive, the energy flow stops. And so that's with human beings. That's with people. But that's with our workplace, too. That's with the business that we run. That's with the people that that we work with. That's with the projects that we do. That's with our family. That's with everything. There's a flow to it, and we need to learn how to receive. So what I'd like to invite your listeners to do as a practice right now is instead of coming into this conversation thinking, what can I give to it? Think rather, what can I receive from it? Why am I here? What am I here to receive? And I think that process will open up a more, a less vertical relationship where fixers fix people and people need to be fixed and enter us into a new paradigm, which I believe is a mosaic paradigm, where all of us just show up to see what we can receive from each other. And, and of course, we're going to give. We're givers. Does this make sense to you? It totally makes sense. I mean, I'm a big advocate. This is a term I always use with people and my clients is give without expectation, receive without resistance. And you can't give what you have not already received. So, yes, and there are many people that are great givers, but are they really giving true value? Because they, ha- if they're not good receivers, then obviously they're breaking that pattern. And it doesn't matter if it comes back from that same source. It could come back from somewhere else. So it's really the receive mode so important. And and I think this is something you struck, you struck on really well. We have like less than about, we have about a minute and a half to the break Daniel, talk, you know, summarize again this process for, because sometimes we have people that come in, you know, different times. Summarize exactly what you were just talking about and, and everything that we started at the beginning to really drive this home for the listeners. So 
really what I'm saying in, in slightly different words is it, it, it really piqued my interest to realize that in the most connected time the world has ever known, so many of us feel alone and disconnected. We know what's happening 3,000 miles away within three seconds, but we don't know the name of our next-door neighbor. And so what I wanted to do is create a process, a mosaic process, that would be a 10-step intervention to help people revitalize connection. In a business, it helps people rebuild a team. In, in a person, it helps us rebuild our team. It helps us get into alignment with ourselves. If we don't know ourselves, it's going to be really hard to know anybody else because what happens is the wall that I put around me to protect me from my own assault, from my own being hard on myself, I've painted that wall yeah. with what I hope you'll, you'll see, with yeah. who I want you to think I am. And so what happens is my wall meets your wall, but yep. that's not a connection. No, that that is so true. We get we have to go to break, but this is so true, listeners. Again, uh, you know the, the the mosaic process. This is a very unique way of kind of looking at things. We encourage you if you're just joining us to stay with us here and also listen to this on demand. This is an incredible process. Again, we're with Daniel Levin. Again, uh, the mosaic process. Reconnect to self, source, and purpose. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. 
You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. We're here with Daniel Levin, uh, the author of The Mosaic Process. And our topic today is The Mosaic Process, Reconnect to Self, Source, and Purpose. If you're just joining us again, we encourage you to listen to the on-demand version later today. Uh, uh, Daniel had laid down some incredible uh, insight to really kick this off to uh, how this works. But right now, we're going to get into really how this process works. So, Daniel, talk a little bit about the process and how how this all works, you know, reconnecting to self, source, and purpose. Perfect. Thank you. Let me just make one slight correction. In the the book sure. that I wrote is called the Mosaic. The Mosaic. That's right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> That's okay. So just in case someone's looking for it on Amazon, if they look up the Mosaic process, it won't be there. But the yep. Mosaic by Daniel Daniel Levin is where they'll find it. Okay. Let's talk about the process and what I love. As I was listening to your intro again on the, uh, from Break the Now, the idea of sustainable success. How do you have sustainable success? If, if, if what we were talking about in the first segment of the fact that we are givers and we continually give and give and give, but we don't know how to receive, that will not last to sustainable success. That will, la- that will, la- that will build burnout. Yep. So what I, one of the things I looked at is how do we grow into a sustainable, successful life? And how do we connect knowing that all of the things that are coming, AI, virtual reality, 3D printing, intergalactic intelligence, all of the things that we're discovering will now move us from a place where we are, are and have always been the most intelligent species on the planet to one where we may be the second or third most intelligent species on the planet. AI is growing so exponentially. So how do we connect in a world that is rapidly changing around us? We're being told that within 20 to 25 years, 95% of the jobs that we know, that's Fortune 500, that's Fortune 100, that's Fortune 50 companies will be gone. And, there, wow. and, and that means the jobs that we do will be gone. The, the, the ways we define ourselves will be gone. And how do we prepare ourselves for this new reality, this new paradigm, where we will be a part of, 100% will be part of an AI community, which will be far more intelligent than we are. But also, we will be part of a, a we're, we're discovering that there is life outside of this planet. And we will, and we are, we are close to connecting to that. And so what will happen when we put ourselves in the center of all of that? How will the human intelligence survive? So part of that was what drove me because we are disconnected now in this most connected time because we've lost our sense of self. All my life I grew up in search of myself. It's what I wrote about in the mosaic, but it's, I'm not, I don't, let's talk about the mosaic next segment. Yeah. What I realized is, what I realized is that the world around me, here's, here's what we know. What we look for, we'll find. 
So it doesn't matter what is. It matters what we look for, because what we look for is what we're going to see. They say a saying in India that a, that a pickpocket only can see the pockets of a saint. He doesn't see who the saint is. He just sees, how do I get into his pockets and pick his pocket? So I'd like to ask your audience to take a moment now and ask, what is it they're looking for? Are they looking to make money? Well, they'll find a way to make money. Are they looking to find the, the, their significant other, their soulmate, the perfect person for them? They'll find that if they're really looking for it. Or are they looking to find fulfillment? Are they looking to be content? Are they looking to find inner peace? Are they looking to find happiness? What I see in the world around me that has been searching so hard to be successful financially is they are so failing in the world of happiness and contentment. And so what I'd like to ask is, what are you looking for? What are people that are listening right now, what is it that they want? And what would happen if they changed that desire from financial success to complete fulfillment? What would that look like? Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. And that's the thing that I think there's that there's that disconnect with a lot of people. And this is like what you're talking about, the reconnecting. So, yeah. you know. Yes. So go ahead. what I go tried ahead. to do is to, what I tried to do is develop a 10 step process that I'm happy to work with people on. And and but what I want to do is I want to change the model from people feeling like they need to be fixed and going to someone to fix them, because I don't believe in that model anymore. I believe when we show up together as a mosaic, no, no pieces in the mosaic, no matter how broken or how old, talk to each other about how to fix each other. They just show up together, and together they create an artistry that is so much larger, so much greater than anything they've ever known. So my desire here is how do we reconnect? Forget about who makes what from whom. Forget about selling or fixing the broken. How do we just come together and listen to each other? So the 10-step process that I created talks about the four practices of connection. It talks about how we, instead of, like, people, Vistage has a great saying. Vistage is a company that works with coaches to coach CEOs of companies. And they taught me how to do it. I ended up not doing it. But one of the things that I wish I had created, that I wish I was smart enough to say what they said, but I, 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 I quote them. Because what they said was, people come to us hoping that we will answer their questions. What we do, rather, is question their answers. What I would like to invite people to do right here, right now, is question your answers. I was talking with somebody yesterday, and we were talking about something, and immediately, without thinking for a minute, they told me what to do and how to do it, and this is what they think, and this is what they did. And I said to them, how about if it wasn't that way? Do you have, do you have the capacity? Do you have the bandwidth of mind? Do you have the courage of heart to question those answers that you say so quickly? To see what if it wasn't that way? How could you grow from seeing it differently? The third part of it is destination thinking. Like, what is the destination you're seeking? 
We have cars now that have GPS systems in them. We get in our car, we put in our, we put in our location, and our GPS tells us exactly where to go. Well, where do you think that came from? That came from the human operating system, which does the same thing. We say this is where we want to go, and everything in our being moves to get us there. It takes, it, it takes us exactly to that destination. But if our destination is off-key, if our destination isn't really what we want, we end up going quickly to a place we don't want to be at. And here's the thing, Chris. It, it, this shocks me so often. When I ask people, why are you here? Why, what's your purpose? 95% of the people that I talk to say, I don't know. I don't know. Well, a wise man once told me, if you don't know where you're going, every road will take you there. So how do we get to where we're going if we don't even know where we're supposed to, where, we're, where we're, we want to be? Yeah. I want to pause for a minute. Do these steps start to make sense to you? Absolutely. No. And, I, you know, it's, it's a form of clarity. I mean, this is uh, what you're talking about, which a lot of people may think they do, but they don't. So, yeah, keep going with yes. this process. Okay. So the, the next step is how to, how to resolve conflict. How to resolve conflict within ourselves, how to resolve conflict within our companies, how to resolve conflict within our families. And my 29-year-old developmentally delayed daughter taught me this formula. She doesn't speak like you and I speak. So she will try and say something. And because I've known her and she's so close to me, we have a way of understanding each other that other people can't understand when she says it. So she counts on me to get her. And so when she says something to me and I don't understand her, she, she gets so frustrated she starts to yell. But it wasn't that I didn't hear her. It was that I didn't understand the clarity of it. And so when she yells, and I still don't get her, what she does is she comes, she throws a tantrum. And when she throws a tantrum and I still can't get what it is she's saying, she comes at me to try and run at me and attack me, rip something that I'm wearing, bite me, do something to, to destroy something. And, when, and she's done this, she had done this for years and years and years until I stepped back and I said, Elisa, I, I get you're trying to tell me something. How, how can I hear you in a way that I'm not hearing you now? And she became so happy because all she wanted was to be heard and understood. And she pointed with her forefinger to her head. And I said, you little son of a gun, are you putting thoughts in my head and I didn't realize it? And she said, yes, daddy. And at that point, we developed a new way of understanding each other, a new way of hearing each other, which was, much more telepathic than it was verbal. But what I realized is everybody that I know does go through that, those same levels of, of conflict. If they speak and they don't get heard, they yell. If they yell and they don't get heard, they create a scene. If they create a scene and they don't get heard, they blow up a building or, or try and destroy something, an initiative, a marriage, a family, a business. And so how do we learn to listen not in the ways that we naturally hear, but in, what, in the ways other people are talking to us so that we actually can hear what they say. I'll go a couple more, and then, and then we'll, 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 for those people who are interested, they can contact me because it's, sure. it's a thorough process, okay? One of the things I also developed in this whole process is a blueprint for change. 
And this is super important for people listening. This is, this is so vital. What, what I realized is our thoughts become our words. Our words make up our stories. And our stories create our life. So uh, if so our life powerful. isn't the way we want, if our life, go ahead, I'm sorry. I said that was powerful. I love it. Yeah. So if, if any, in order to change our life, all we have to do is change any one of those pieces. If we change the words we say, our thoughts have to change because our thoughts are the reflection, our words are the reflections of the thoughts we have. So if we change our thoughts, our words will change. If we change our words, our thoughts will change. And if we change the story, this is crazy. I'm going to tell you something so crazy. For a long time in my life, I started to tell a story that I lived in New York for a short period of time. We never lived in New York. But I had told myself that story so many times because people, when they see me, say, are you from New York? It was just easier to say, yeah, we lived there a short time. We were in Soho before Soho was Soho. It was really Soho. There were so many hoes and there was crack going on and (laughs) and heroin addiction. And I didn't live there for one minute. But I had told myself that story so many times that I started to believe that story was real. Now, let me just say one last thing. My dad died when I was 13 years old. He came into my room the night before he died, and he said, I'm going on a business trip, and you're about to go away to camp. And so I'm going to say goodbye now because I'm going to leave at 4 o'clock in the morning. I said, Dad, what are you, crazy? I'm going to wake up at 4, and I'm going to see you. I'm going to give you a big hug. I'm going to squeeze you, and and I'm going to say I love you, and then I'm going to set you on your way. He said, "I, I know that's what you want to do, but let's say goodbye. I said, no way. We're going to say goodbye when I wake up. Guess what? I overslept. My dad died while I was away at camp. Do you know for a lot of years, I believed the story that if I would have woken up to say goodbye to my dad, he wouldn't have died. Uh, my dad died making love to my mom and had a heart attack. It had nothing to do with the fact that I didn't wake up. He, that happened six weeks after the day he left. But the stories we tell ourselves have such impact. And we they build do. foundations on those stories. And we build cities on them and, and more stories upon them. And all of them are lies. They're not even true. Not only are they stories, not only are some of the stories true, but there's some of the stories that are lies. And yet we build our life based on those stories. It's time for us to take a look at what are the stories we're telling. What truth is in them? And how do we change those stories so that our life can change? Wow, that is so powerful, and it's so true. When you think about it, I mean, you got to just think about, I mean, a lot of things that are around us. Like, you have to question yourself, you know, is that really true? You know, and sometimes, like, you know, you get this sense like it's not, but, you know, you're like, well, that's what I've been told. And uh, and it's the same thing that we do to ourselves, that, you know, we can convince ourselves of, of something that's not true and it's so powerful and uh well we have about uh you know like about a minute and a half to the next break Dan, do you want to anything Perfect. any suggestions that you would you know based upon what we discussed in this uh this second segment of the show that you would recommend you know you know if somebody's li- you know th- that really should stand out for the listener absolutely absolutely question everything you believe 
have the courage to look at everything. Because here's the beauty, Chris. We see what we see somewhat. I don't, I'm not even going to say we see, we see the world we see because I don't even believe that's true. But even in the world that we see, there is so much that we don't see. 99% of the world is what we don't see. Only 1% of the world is what we do see. And we may not even see what we see clearly enough. So part of the mosaic process is to ask you to look at what you see, to look at what you don't see, and how could you see what you don't see? You know, there's that image of that woman, uh, there's an image, a black and white image, where she's an old hag and a young socialite. And when you see one of them, you can't see the other. What is it that you're seeing that is blocking you from seeing what you need to see? What's right there before your eyes? That's a good place to go to break. Wow, that is powerful. Again, you know, you know, if I want you to kind of listen to that again, truly listen what Daniel just summarized again. You can listen to this on demand. Uh, we need to go to break right now. Again, you're listening to Daniel uh, Levin. We're talking about the mosaic process. Again, we're going to be talking more about uh, Daniel's book, The Mosaic, which uh, we're going to go into a little bit more length about the story itself. So we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. 
You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. Again, we're here with uh, Daniel Levin, the author of The Mosaic. Again, we're discussing the mosaic process, reconnect to self, source, and purpose. And if you're just joining us again, we were discussing the process, the 10 steps. We highly encourage you to listen to this version on demand. And Daniel, let's get into a little bit more specifically about the book, The Mosaic. And, you know, the book's been out and it's doing really, really well. But let's like, you know, kind of dive into a few other things about the book uh, that kind of really, you know, tied the process that you've just discussed with us together. Thank you so much. It's, it's a perfect tie-in to where we just ended the last segment because the mosaic is a story about a boy who loses his parents ten, two days, of, two years apart on the same day. And what he does is he doesn't silo himself in the pain of what it's like, even though he feels tremendous pain and loss and not knowing what to do without the, his parents that, that have been his whole life. But he, he asks the adults where his parents are. And the adults tell them they're in this, a place called heaven. So he sets out immediately with nothing. He doesn't even, only the clothes on his back and the money in his pocket. And he sets out to find this place called heaven because he has no idea how long a journey it will be or how close or far heaven is. And the people that he meets along the way are common, ordinary people. They're not the classic archetypes of what you would think of people who would introduce you to heaven. They're a trash man and a a waitress, a flower girl, and a street artist, a homeless person and a blind woman. And he wonders, what in the heck am I meeting these people for? These don't seem like the people that can show me heaven. But then he does something that is really interesting. He says, I'm here with them. Why don't I at least take a moment and allow them to tell me their story? Mm. And as he listens to them tell him their story, what he realizes is the person he initially saw was not at all the person that is. And when he finally realized over and over and over and over and over again that what he sees in people is not at all who they are, He meets a monk who literally unzips the sky and walks him through to a parallel reality where he meets the wise one who is the keeper of the mosaic. And it's usually there that I pause. Because if that story has interested you enough, I really want you to go to Amazon and get the book. Not because I care about the few dollars that I'm going to make, but because it's time for a shift in perception. It's time for a shift in consciousness. It's time for a new paradigm to come into the world, and we can't see it. Like Buckminster Fuller said, you can't fix the way of the old paradigm by the thinking of the old paradigm. You need to create a new paradigm that makes the old paradigm obsolete. And part of what the mosaic story is all about is how do we see differently what we've already seen? One of the characters that he meets along the way is a mirror maker. He's been walking through towns for a long time, and, he's been a, and, and now he's been on back country roads, and he's, been, he, he's gotten a little lonely. And he sees in the distance a town lit up, and he thinks, I'm going to get there by this evening so I can, I can be amongst the people. 
But by the time he gets to the town, all the stores are closed except for one. So he walks into that store. And there's nobody there. Nobody greets him. But the store is a store of mirrors. And he, wants, he, he thinks, maybe I should call out, but he's not going to buy a mirror. He's, walking, he's on a journey. He's walking through. He's not going to carry a big mirror with him on his journey. So he said, I'll just walk on my own and look at the beauty of the things. And he finds this incredibly beautiful mirror. It's, it feels like it's made of bronze, not of glass. And he looks into it, and he sees himself so differently than he's ever seen himself. And the frame around it is exquisite. And he just falls in love with this mirror. And while he's looking at this mirror, someone asks him, I see you found something you like. And he looks, and he doesn't know if he's talking to the person or the reflection of the person, because this is a room full of mirrors until he sees the mirror maker. And she says, Mo, by the very fact that you've walked into this store, you've already shown me that you can see what other people don't see because nobody even knows we're here. Most people don't walk by us and don't even see us. So you know how to see what you don't see. Now it's time for you to learn what you do see. What do you see when you look in the mirror? And Mo says, I don't know what you're talking about. I see myself. She says, so tell me about that self. When most people talk to me about what they see, they don't see who they are. They see the stories they've created about themselves. What do you see? And Mo says to her, I think I'm guilty of the same thing. I see my stories. So she says, let all those stories drop. Look into the mirror now and tell me what the mirror shows you. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Mm. What a beautiful story for me. That is. When I look at the world, when I look at the world around me, I see people who have no idea who they are. I see people trying to be models of everybody else. I see people following and buying other people's programs so that they can be successful just like that person was. I very rarely see a person that goes within themselves to say, what is my reality? Who am so I true. without all the stories, without all the sales techniques, without all the fix-it plans? Who am I and what is I brought here to do? So the mosaic is a storybook of stories like that. If, it's, if I've done my job well, if it's done its job well, it will set your mind thinking and your, it will open your heart because even in a book that talks about seeing what you don't see, it's somewhat appropriate that it in and of itself hints at something the book doesn't come out right and say. But the space between the words, much of the conversation we've had in the first two segments is from the space between the words of the mosaic. The mosaic book is made up of stories of people like the mirror maker and the trash man. Can I share one more story with you? Do we have sure, time? absolutely. So Mo's walking along the, the city streets and he has nothing on his back. The streets are immaculately clean. And he's just walking in it and he looks to his right and a trash truck has, uh, stops right, right beside him. And the trash man leans out the window and says to him, do you have any trash for me to take? And Mo looks at him like, what are you, crazy? What are you talking about? 
I have nothing on my back. I have nothing in my pockets. The streets are clean. And he's just about to say to him, what are you, crazy? I don't have, where do you think I would be carrying trash? I have nothing. Until he looks into the eyes of the trash man. And what he realizes, the trash man isn't talking to him about the physical trash that, he's, that he has. He's talking about the inner trash that is keeping him from getting to where he wants. Those belief systems that he's carrying with him that say, you can't do this, you're not good enough. Those thoughts and processes and clutters that he's created that keep him from seeing what he wants to, what he wants to do and how to do it. And then he looks at the trash man and says, oh my gosh, I have lots of that trash. And I'm scared. I don't know how to get to it. It's so big, I don't even know where to start. And the trash man stops his truck, parks his truck, climbs down and he says, no, I'll help you. Let's go into your house and I'll help you take anything you no longer want. And you can put it into my truck. And once it's in my truck, I'll ask you if you're ready to let it go. And if you're ready to let it go, my truck will grind it up for you. And when we're done, my truck will take it away. We'll drive away. And that trash will not live in you anymore. A trash man seems like the most ordinary of persons. If, if I bet most of your listeners, if their son or daughter told them they wanted to be a trash man or woman, they would say, please don't, be something else. That's what my parents told me every Friday morning as I sat to watch the trash truck come and the men ride on the back of the truck to take our garbage because I wanted to be a trash man. And lo and behold, what I wanted to be then is what I am now. I help people get rid of their trash. I get help people get rid of the things that they no longer need so that they can do what they need to do. And I come every week if need be, every day if need be, to help them relieve that burden. And if my son now came to me and said, I want to be the trash man, God, that trash man that you speak about in the book, I would invest every dollar I had in helping them to do it because there could be no nobler cause than being the trash man that helps people take the trash and take it away from them so that they no longer have to walk through it to do what they have to do. The beauty of the book, The Mosaic, is it shows ordinary people are anything but ordinary. And so it isn't the characters that it inspires you to see in my book. It's the characters that you come across every minute of every day. It's the person making your coffee at Starbucks. It's the firefighter that you see driving by you or, or talking to you. It's the person sitting next to you in the restaurant that's reading a book. It's the person walking past you and, and, and meeting you at the traffic light and stop next to you. If we would take a minute and listen to people and allow them to tell us their story, the mosaic of our life would be immaculate. We are not a piece. We are the totality of the whole. And when we allow the totality of the whole to become a part of us, what we create is so much more beautiful than what we on our own can do. So my goal through all of this is to find ways to bring people together. 
There's a new paradigm that's happening. I can feel it. I can touch it. I can see it. I can't grasp it yet. So I sit patiently and wait. And if people have a sense of what that's supposed to look like, please contact me. Because I don't believe it's mine to discover. I believe it's ours to, to realize. Mm. And so my goal is to just have conversations with people and bring people together so that we can get to that place. Absolutely. Daniel, I, I can't thank you enough. That was powerful. And again, uh, we encourage everybody that's listening or, you know, or maybe didn't, didn't have a chance to listen because they had to drop off for work, whatever the case may be, you listen to that third segment again. This was powerful. Daniel, I would like to let the audience know where, you know, where can they find the book? Where can they find more information about you and what are you up to? Totally easy, and thank you so much for asking. The book is on Amazon. That's probably the easiest place to get it. It's The Mosaic, Daniel Levin, and that will bring you right to it. It's available on Kindle or in hardcover. To find out more about me, go to themosaiconline.com. And all my social media is there. Chris, I want to tell you what a pleasure it's been to be on your show, what a pleasure it is to know you as a human being. And what an honor it is for me to have a chance to speak to your audience. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Daniel, and vice versa. I am. This show was powerful today, and I am so in alignment with everything that your your message. I mean, in this case, the message that you put out there. You were the messenger, but where it came from. I mean, it's just it's powerful because it's it's so true. And I mean, I love everything. I love the the you know the story itself and how it illustrates this concept and really questioning everything that you've been led to believe and to really question the things that you've been led to believe about yourself. And it's so powerful. And, and to get rid of that trash, you know, not the actual trap, but the trash inside of you, you know, for that clarity. Because you are here you are here to, you know, receive because when you receive, you're then able to give. And, and that's so powerful that we're not here to follow somebody else to do what they did. But we're to do it. We're here to find something that we can actually, you know, receive and then give what we're really good at to offer value. And I think that's so powerful. And again, we want to thank you guests as always for joining us each and every week here on the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Again, we have great guests like Daniel here today that we have each and every week. And again, we encourage you to check us out on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. And of course here, Voice America, the Influencers Channel. Not only do you get to hear this show, but other great uh, hosts and their guests on the Influencers Channel as well. And again, we want to wish you a prosperous rest of your week, and we'll see you next Thursday. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.